حياتي تشدو برقيق النغمات ذكرى ميلاد محمدنا بالحب تزين أوقاتي في يوم المولد أبياتي تشدو برقيق النغمات ذكرى ميلاد محمدنا بالحب تزين بسم الله والحمد لله وصلى الله وسلم على رسول الله All praise be to Allah and may Allah raise the rank of Prophet Muhammad and protect his nation from that which he fears for them. Dear listeners, the month of Rabi'ul Awwal marks the celebration of a great occasion. It is the Mawlid of our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. We know that all Muslims around the world celebrate this blessed occasion. For those who may not be aware of the meaning of Mawlid, Mawlid is the birth of Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and it is a celebration to thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the bestowment he granted us by the birth of the great Prophet who led people to the righteous path. والغيهب واف الهنا فتأهبوا أهلا بطه من له نسب شريف طيب ولا العنا والغيهب واف الهنا فتأهبوا أهلا بطه من له نسب شريف طيب Dear listeners, let us now learn a little bit about the life of our Prophet Muhammad. Prophet Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم is the son of Abdullah. who is the son of Abdul Muttalib, who is the son of Hashim, who is the son of Abdul Manaf from the tribe of Quraysh, which was the most noble of all tribes. Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger to all the creations. He was born in Mecca on the 12th of Rabi'ul Awwal, 40 or 50 days after an event which took place in Aam al-Fil. Aam al-Fil means the year of the elephant. This event was mentioned in the Quran in Surah al-Fil. The following is a brief translation of what is mentioned in Surah al-Fil. In an attempt to prevent people from traveling to visit Al-Kaaba in Mecca, Abraha, the person in charge of Yemen, on behalf of the king of Al-Habasha or Abyssinia, which is known in present day as Ethiopia, had built a huge and an attractive church in Yemen, costing him a large sum of money. He was hoping that people would be attracted to visit this church rather than visiting Al-Kaaba, but he did not succeed, of course. When his plan failed, Abraha decided to destroy Al-Kaaba. 
He arrived in Mecca with his troops on elephants. But before they could do anything, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent them a flock of birds who struck them with pebbles of baked clay. Abraha's troops were destroyed and Abraha fled back to Yemen. But soon after, he died a very painful death. Now, back to finding out more about the life of our dear Prophet. The Prophet's father was Abdullah, the son of Abdul Muttalib, who married Amina bint Wahb, a noble lady from the tribe of Zuhra. Abdullah died before his son's birth, leaving the Prophet to be an orphan. Ibn Sa'd narrated that Amina, the Prophet's mother, told about her pregnancy. She said that she never felt she was pregnant. She never felt the heaviness that other women usually feel. She said that it was a Monday when she was in a state of between sleep and awakening when she heard a voice asking her, Did you know you are pregnant? She answered, I think I am, but I'm not sure. The voice then said to Amina, You are pregnant with the master of this nation and its prophet. And this is how her pregnancy was confirmed. When she was close to giving birth, she said that she heard the same voice telling her to ask God refuge from the evil of envious people. Ibn Sa'd also narrated that the Prophet said what is translated into English as When my mother gave birth to me, she saw a great illumination of light revealing to her the palaces in Asham countries, which include Lebanon, Syria, Jordan and Palestine. We were also told that after Amina delivered the Prophet, he fell to his knees with his head lifted and was looking towards the skies. When he was born, he was already circumcised and his umbilical cord was already cut and tied up. Many extraordinary things happened during the night of the Prophet's birth, some of which were The palace of the Persian king, Kisra, had trembled and 14 of his balconies collapsed. The fire that the Persians worshipped, which had been lit up for a thousand years, stopped burning. The lake of Sawa in which ships traveled dried up. Another extraordinary thing that took place was mentioned by Al-Hafiz al-Iraqi in his book titled Al-Mawrid al-Hani fi Mawlid al-Nabi. He wrote that the night the Prophet was born, the devil gave a loud shriek similar to the one he gave when he was banished from paradise and when Surah Al-Fatiha was revealed to the Prophet.
The Prophet's mother, Amina, breastfed the Prophet for a short period of time. Later on, he was nursed by a woman named Halima, who was a murdi'a. A murdi'a is a mother who breastfeeds another mother's child, as was the custom of that time. After having nursed the Prophet, Halima told of her experience. It was a year of drought when Halima arrived into Mecca, riding on an old female donkey accompanied by her husband and their son. Also traveling with them was an old female camel that did not have a drop of milk in its udders. Halima arrived together with another mother from her village to select babies to nurse. Before she nursed the Prophet, Halima's own son could not sleep the night out of hunger because she did not have enough milk to feed him. Being an orphan, the Prophet was not chosen by any of the other mothers to be breastfed. But having been the only child left out without a nursing mother, Halima had no other choice but to take him after discussing it with her husband. Halima said the minute she gave Muhammad her breast, she could feel the milk in her breast flowing. He was fed until he was satisfied, and so was his brother, Halima's son. As well, when her husband went to check on the camel, its udders were also full of milk. They drank until they were all satisfied. Halima's husband then told her, You have brought us a blessed child. Halima then continued to say that when she left Mecca, they rode on the same old donkey that was now racing the other donkeys and astonishing her companions. The Prophet was growing in one day at a rate of one month, and he would grow in one month at a rate of one year, comparing to normal children. When it was time to return him to his mother, Halima insisted to keep the Prophet under her care a while longer. The Prophet's mother, Amina, gave her approval, and consequently the Prophet continued to live with Halima for a further two months, until one day the Prophet was playing with his brother, Halima's son. The boy witnessed a strange thing happening to the Prophet. He rushed to tell his parents. He told them that he saw two men came up to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. They laid him on the ground and opened his chest. His parents rushed to the scene and saw Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam standing up and looking yellow. They embraced him and asked him what had happened. He said that two men wearing white clothes came to him and opened his chest, and that he did not know what they did. Both Halima and her husband were worried for his safety and took him back to his mother. Upon Amina's insistence, they told her what had happened. Amina told them what extraordinary things she saw and had happened to her during and after her pregnancy with the Prophet. She went on to assure them that Muhammad وسلم, had an important fulfillment in the future. خير الخلق فداك أنا وبني بكل الحالات يا أغلى من أمي وأبي وشفاء قلبي من لعابي خير الخلق فداك أنا وبني
ما مثل محمد في الدنيا يزهو بعظيم الآيات محمد يهدينا نورا والدنيا بحر الظلم After his mother's death, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam was brought up by his grandfather who had given him the name Muhammad just after his birth. His grandfather's name was Abdul Muttalib. Abdul Muttalib loved the Prophet very much. Sadly, however, when Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam was only eight years old, his grandfather died. After the death of his grandfather, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam was taken care of by his uncle Abu Talib. Although Abu Talib was not wealthy and had many children of his own, his deep love for the Prophet was the reason for taking him under his care. One day, when Abu Talib was about to set out for Syria to trade, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam asked to go with him. Abu Talib agreed and they set off together. During their journey, they passed by a place called Busra and stopped at a Christian monastery. There, a monk called Bahira noticed a cloud moving along with the caravan, covering the travelers and providing them with shade from the hot sun of the desert. He also noticed all the trees and rocks were kneeling down. Bahira asked the people in the caravan to come in for a rest. Accordingly, Abu Talib and his companions entered the monastery as well. After chatting with each one of them, Bahira concluded that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam was the last prophet described in the gospel. He looked between the prophet's shoulders and saw the sign of prophecy. Bahira then asked Abu Talib about Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam's father. Abu Talib told him that he was Muhammad's father, but Bahira said to him, "No, Muhammad should be an orphan." Abu Talib then admitted he was Muhammad's uncle and his guardian and that he considered the boy to be like his own son. Bahira then told Abu Talib to take the prophet and return home and take good care of him as he will grow up to be the chief and last messenger of God. The Prophet was described as being the most handsome of men. He was of medium height, fair skin, with black hair and beard. When he smiled, his teeth shone gleaming white, but it was his character and perfect behavior which made a great impression. His words were always full of guidance and wisdom. His truthfulness, honesty, pleasant ways and hard work 
made him a successful trader. These qualities were given to him by Allah, the Almighty, subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Prophet was respected all throughout the land. People used to call him As-Sadiq, meaning a person who is very upright and honest. They also called him Al-Amin, meaning the trustworthy. The customs and traditions of the tribal society in Arabia were shaken and revised by the extraordinary spirit of Prophet Muhammad's teachings. One day, while preaching, the Prophet said what is translated as Support your brother, whether he is doing wrong or has been wronged. A man inquired, O Messenger of Allah, I can help my brother if he has been wronged, but how can I support him if he is doing wrong? The Prophet said what is translated as Prevent him from doing the wrong, and that is how you support him. Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam was very pious. He used to spend the night praying until his legs were swollen. His wife Aisha radiallahu anha asked him one day, O oh, Prophet of Allah, didn't Allah forgive you for your past and what is to come in the future? He answered by saying what is translated as, Wouldn't I be an extremely thankful slave? Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam's kindness and mercifulness were also unparalleled. Often when passed by a group of children, he would pass his hands affectionately over their heads. The Prophet was also very brave and generous. Once a man came up to him, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and begged him for some sheep from a flock that was gazing between two hills. The Prophet then ordered for all the sheep to be given to that man. When the man returned to his village, he said, O oh, people, embrace Islam by for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam gives so much and does not fear poverty. Finally, may Allah enable us to follow the Prophet's guidance and grant us to see him in our dream tonight and every night. Ameen.
message We deliver the message oh. To the kind and the savage With bravery and courage oh. Final one